All right, we're back with another episode. And as usual, I will get to start off with a little bit of history. Um, since this episode is focused on the Emmys and yesterday we had the Emmys, I'm going to try to keep the history Emmys focused. And so on this day in Emmy history, Bruce Willis won for his role in outs- in Moonlighting. And he won Outstanding Lead Actor in a Drama Series. So congrats to Bruce Willis. Uh, <laughs> on this day and further in history, they also had the 61st primetime Emmys and there were a lot of big shows back then that people kind of won um that's when they redid well I don't think they redid it but HBO did Grey Gardens with Drew Barrymore and um mm. Jessica Lange and Jessica Lange won for Outstanding Lead Actress in a miniseries um yeah Brian Cranston as Walter White win for Outstanding Lead Actor in a Drama Series um 30 Rock was kind of the big show then, and it was taken over. Tony Collette won for United States of Terror. Wow. Yeah, a lot of big names. A lot of people who kind of, I don't know, uh, really quite good. And then Justin Timberlake won for his role on, for hosting Saturday Night Live, which is kind of like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, that, he was iconic host then, like, his episode is so... Especially that first one, like no one, I mean, we knew he was on Mickey Mouse Club, but no one expected right. that sort of level of. And then also last year, we had the second 72nd Emmy Awards, and that's when they were held virtually. Um, Succession won for Best Drama. Schitt's Creek won nine awards for a comedy setting a record. And then uh, Watchmen won Best Limited Series. So, yeah. Right. And I saw a set after the Emmys that said six years ago, uh, each comedy uh, nominee, six six of the comedy nominees were from broadcast. So it's changed. Yeah, a lot. A lot, yeah. Which is crazy. One likes film, the other TV. Together, they chronicle life in the peak entertainment era. It's a streamable life. If you're hearing this, we thank you for pressing play on another edition of the Streamable Life podcast with Brandon and Lauren. This week, we are recapping the 2021 Emmys, uh, going through the uh, production itself, the winners, the losers, and what we thought overall of this TV award season. Uh, first, we'll dabble in a little bit of news, not a lot. Um, there's a few things I saw happening. Um, excuse me. Uh, Harvey Weinstein has pled not guilty to this latest resurfaced charge of rape and sexual assault in Los Angeles. Um, prior, they had somehow got it dropped. And and the prosecutor somehow got it re, I don't know what you call it, attached. (laughs) (laughs) So he has again played guilty and he'll face that um, case very soon. Wow. Um, In other news, criminality as well, Robert Durst was found guilty of the murder of his friend. Um, I think her name was Julie Berman. Yeah. If you know, this was the individual who was the subject of HBO's 
documentary, The Vice, and that documentary series alone brought up charges of murder from the early 2000s. And he's still suspected of killing at least two other people, including his wife from the 70s. So, yeah, I think the one on HBO was called The Jinx. The Jinx. Why did I say The Vice? Yeah. <laughs> I knew that wasn't right. Thank you. But yeah, um, he's like 78 years old or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he's, he's an old man now. And I think he got at least 35 years so yeah that's pretty much a death sentence yes and robert durst what what was he 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 was the inherited uh multi-millionaire multi-million dollar real estate okay uh business from his parents ah uh, okay so his father was extremely rich he was sort of like the black sheep of the family but he went ahead and went to the family business and then marrying this woman, and then that's when he started sort of like, yeah, acting weird. Wow. It's it's yeah. all in the Ryan Gosling film, All Good Things. Yeah, I need to watch that because I watched the Jinx, and I don't think I played paid very close attention to it. I was just kind of intrigued by this old guy that had killed somebody, and then he admits to killing it, pretty much doing it at the end of it. So yeah, yeah, it's it's running right now for free on Amazon Prime. Okay. Um, and some sad news today, it was announced that actor Anthony A.J. Johnson passed away at the age of 55. Um, many of us know him as Ezel from Friday. Um, he was also in the Players Club and BAPS, uh, actor and comedian. They're not sure what the cause of death was, but that's, that's really unfortunate. Like this whole generation of yeah. Black men, actors, entertainers are just dropping dropping way too young you know you had michael k williams and i guess i don't know if they really announced what he passed away from but it was alleged that was a heroin overdose uh, but the heroin was allegedly laced with fentanyl so yeah. it, he probably didn't mean to at all but evidently he has sort of slipped back into um his addiction unfortunately wow um, and to wrap it up, uh, Aquafina oh, Lord. responded to the accusations of Black Scent uh, that she sort of that played her career since she sort of ascended to notoriety. Um, and her response was really just, you know, I'd like to have a conversation about that. <laughs> uh, yeah. I if she just owns up to it. Exactly. Just say, yeah, just say what you're doing, whether you're conscious of it or not. Say that you don't need to do it anymore. Right. And go on. But you like playing boo-boo the fool yes. is helping. We like there's proof. There are seasons of shows, there are comedy specials of you of doing this. Just, just like be like, yeah, that was me. It was wrong. And since then, I've tried my best to, you know, not go back to that. Yeah. Nora needs, you know, Nora needs, yeah, she's very talented, but Nora needs to come on and just yeah. give up. And someone posted one of her rap videos. I didn't know her when she was rapping. Yeah, neither did I. But she had lines like, the song was called My Vag. So she said stuff like, my vag is a lead, your vag is poor, yeah. something like that. But then she said... Your vag is frightening like Serena Williams. 
Yeah, she. I remember that because uh, that was like the 2010, 2009. She's there was this guy named Mickey Avalon who had a song called "My Dick," so it's literally like a a, a parody off of that. But uh, um, yeah, it doesn't excuse it. But yeah, that's very problematic. So hopefully she gets that together eventually. I mean, she's still going to be booked, but. It's going to be like a, a black cloud constantly hanging over. Right. I think it's the first time she's actually been approached with with, with the question. Yeah. And she did a lot of hum, num, 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 and then. Yeah. yeah. I saw the little video. I was just like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, she couldn't get together. Yeah. Um, and speaking of Aquafina, Shang-Chi was uh, the leader of the box office this weekend for a third weekend with 21 million. So that's a good look for them and Marvel and Disney. Yeah, and theaters. Right, and theaters, exactly. Uh, which is why I believe Disney is going to continue with their theatrical releases for the rest of the year. So, um, Did you have any headlines? Uh, no, I did not. <laughs> okay, just checking. Okay, I kind of threw those out there at the last minute. Um, trailer things, we got a few trailers here. First up, the final Halloween Kills trailer dropped, and I meant to watch this, and I didn't get to. I just saw someone say that they allegedly revealed his face or something, or the mask comes off, or... Yeah, when you posted, that was, that was the first time I saw it. I, I did not know that it came out today, so I'll have to go and check it out. Yeah, I'll have to see it, too, but um, they're really gearing up. Like, there are new reaction videos to the trailer and everything, so it must be quite different from the first one we saw. Yeah, I think um, it. I, Michael can't die. He's not going to die in this one. We know that. Right, but, the third one. Hello. Yeah, but it's just so... It, this may be the movie. It's not going to be... A, it's going to be the summer blockbuster, but in the fall. I think this is going to do really well, and I think it's going to be really good for theaters. Yeah, yeah. So, and they are doing it on Peacock too, so they're going to get double the absolutely money. Hopefully, is what they're thinking. Yeah, I think that's October fifteenth. So yeah. yeah, October fifteenth, and then we received um, the first trailer for uh, Guillermo del Toro's Nightmare Alley. I had, I had no idea what this was about. Yeah, and I had forgotten all about it because I remember when they first started talking about that he's putting together this huge cast because this is probably his most, his, how do I say this? This cast is probably like the most notable. Mm -hmm. like, you got Bradley Cooper and Kate Blanchett and all these different people. And um, I'd forgotten about it. I forgot all about it. But yeah, I watched the trailer and I'm with you. I have no clue what's going on either. Yeah, it's being described as like a nor thriller like horror type thing um from what i gather bradley cooper plays i don't know this suture he may like run a circus or yeah some type of amusement and the cast of characters and a murder and mystery and yeah i don't know it's Quite the cast, though. Bradley Cooper, Kate Blanchett, um, William Defoe. I think Tony Collette's in it. So. Yeah, 
It's, it's, it looks like a psychological sort of thriller. Should be good. Guillermo yeah. del Toro is usually pretty good. Mm-hmm. So he has this coming out, and then I'm pretty sure he has that Netflix uh, anthology series. Yeah. So he's staying busy. Yeah, he is. <clears throat> um, we are going to surpass Dreams of the Week just because we are going to be focused on the Emmys, but um, just know there's a lot of TV going on. It's a fall TV season, and we just, we just, exactly, too much. It's too much. So that'll be back next week along with uh, our NOT, but we're going to get right into our recap of the 21, 2021 Emmys that uh, aired Sunday evening. At 8 p.m. on CBS. Um, and we're going to get into each of these categories because we have the time and it needs to be done. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> I just want to white. I want to start off by saying that I filled out a ballot. I don't know where it is right now. I had it, but I think there was like 27 categories and I only got like 11 right. And the only reason I got that many is because I was like, all right. If Ted Lasso is nominated, just go for it. Just in. And that, that pretty much worked out for me. Right. The one I had, I mean, I just marked the stuff that I wanted to win, not what I thought was going to win. But I literally only got three. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So let's first just start with the show itself. Um, honestly, I thought... The production in general was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, given this was, you know, sort of a return from the hybrid virtual setup, right. I thought it was really done well. It felt almost like we were back to sort of normal in these sort of uh, scenarios. Right. And it's the venue was nice. I mean, it wasn't this huge theater slash auditorium that they usually would have had it in, but it was a it was nice and it was intimate. Kind of like, it wasn't the Emmys last year. Wasn't it? Am I thinking about the Golden Globes? Maybe. Where they had kind of, I want to say like the room had like that, almost like a big window. There was just, I swear there's just like seven tables. I feel it was like the Golden Globes last year. I can't remember, but it was, it was very similar to that. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, it worked better. People didn't have to struggle to get to the stage. Yeah. Um, and the folks don't look so bored. I think when you have right. tables, it makes the atmosphere of like, it makes it look like a social event. Like right, the theater right, setup right. just makes everyone look sort of re- like they're ready to go. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, I thought it, it looked great. Um, again, our host was Cedric the Entertainer, who is the star of CBS's The Neighborhood. So they always sort of cycle their stars for their um, network. Uh, what did you think of his uh, hosting skills? Yeah, I thought he's pretty good. Like, um, he's he's always funny, and he kind of what's the word I'm gonna say? Almost verges, kind of like on the edge of like dad jokes. Like, yeah, like, it's kind of cheesy, but it's still like ah, well, it's Cedric, so. <laughs> right, right. It it felt he definitely felt like the uncle. Right. Um, it's just a part, probably part of his aging, because like he's older so the right. joke sort of teetered on like corny here and there not too racy but 
Um, I, I thought he did a good job. I think his best skit was, or bits, I don't know what you call them, was the Emmy support group. <laughs> that was really good. And then the TV wives thing. That was that was good. Right. Yeah, he did a decent job. Um, so now we will get into these awards. And I have the order that everything went in. One second. Hold on. If I still oh yeah, you sent me that text. Oops. Yeah. And some reason I didn't hold this while I was watching, so I still acted surprised every time. <laughs> Um, but we started with uh, two comedy categories, supporting actor and actress. And if we start off early, both of those went to Ted Lasso, Hannah Waddingham, and Brett Goldstein. Yeah. Um, okay, keep talking. Okay. Um, who, did you have anyone different that you wanted to win for those two categories? Um, if I find this list, I would be able to tell you. Jesus. Oh, thank you, G. Here it is. Okay. Um, comedy supporting actress is that... if I'm. I honestly thought that the um for the supporting actress, I thought um Hannah Einbender from Hacks would have won. Yeah. And then um for actor i i didn't really pick anybody i just finished like i said i figured somebody from ted lasso when it was probability there was four people from ted lasso so mm -hmm. i was really going for bowen yang because i felt he yeah out of all the snl nominees he's the one that deserved the nomination right right honestly keenan mm. yeah i don't know <laughs> um and then we moved to limited series supporting actor and actress these are always sort of jumbled yeah um why is this not in order limited supporting actor and actress we had uh the mayor of east town duo yeah julianne nicholson which i mean she was great right um but i Oh, go go ahead. Ahead. No, I was I was gonna say I didn't expect her to win though. Right, right. I definitely thought either Jean Smart or Catherine Hahn was going to win. Right. And then Evan Peters, while I enjoy that he was playing someone capable this right. time around, I didn't think he was deserved to win either. No, yeah, he did well, but I didn't. I watched the Queen's Gambit, and it it was good. It was it was quite good, but I don't know. Evan Peters didn't give me enough in that. I don't care about Hamilton, so yeah, I think uh, I may destroy you. May have, should have taken that one. Definitely, that's who I had as well. Um, and then we had drama writing and directing, and I believe both of those went to the Crown, if not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. I think Peter Morgan won for the drama and then um, Jessica Hobbs. Yeah, God, these really are all jumbled up. Yeah, and now she was the first woman to win for outstanding directing, though. So yeah. 
That's good. So that was good. Uh, we move on to drama supporting actor and actress. Now, drama supporting actress was Jillian Anderson for The Crown. They continued to win throughout the right. night. Uh, it was either going to be someone from The Crown or someone from Handmaid's, Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, they completely ran the, the table there. Right. And then supporting actor, where many people were expecting to hear Michael K. Williams' name. Instead, it was The Crown's Tobias Menzies. Yeah. Which I guess he does good in there. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I It's not really of interest to me. I don't think enough people watch Perry Mason. Yeah, I don't think they did either. Because that show was incredible. And John Lithgow was excellent. Yeah, he was. And as a watcher of This Is Us, I don't know why, why Chris Sullivan is there. <laughs> like, I'm confused. Right. Like, I never thought, I mean, he's good, but I never thought he was, like, a breakout. Right, right. In the series. Um, so that, that definitely perplexed me. Then, I, some reason I feel like some of these categories belong in the creative yeah. arts part. We have variety series, writing, variety talk series, and variety sketch series. Now, one of these was not on my list later on, but... Yeah, variety talk series, I think the late show won. Or I'm not sure who won that, actually. Uh, it was Variety Talk series was uh, last week tonight with John Oliver. Okay, I think he's won for like the past five years. Yeah, yeah. So they they basically were just like, oh, he's won before, put him down. Right. Um, and he beat Conan, who many thought would win since it was his final year on right television. Uh, television, yeah. <laughs> and then series writing went to last week tonight with John Oliver as well. Yeah. And sketch series went to Saturday Night Live Live again. Yeah, you kind of figured that it would have been a big big upset for a Black Lady Sketch show to win, even though it would have been they would have deserved it, but right. And Saturday Night Live is literally only funny every four years because it's election year. So right. Yeah, Black Lady Sketchshow definitely could have won that. And then we maneuver to comedy writing and directing. I did like the Schitt's Creek cast presentation of this. It was funny. Yeah. They're always good. And this is where we had Hacks uh, sweep the competition. Which I was glad to see them win something. I don't think they did both of these, but um, it it was good. There, at least there was a lot of like good shows in there because Pin Fifteen was hilarious. I'm not sure if we watched that yet. And then Girls Five Ever was good too. And Peacock. Yeah, I've heard both. I've heard great things about both of those. Yeah, same with the Flight Attendant. That's on HBO Max. Though, I think. Yeah, I definitely thought they were going to get directing because that yeah. pilot episode was amazing. A Flight yeah. Attendant. I don't know how. Be positive got there. <laughs> like, okay, whatever. Um, and then we get to our first lead acting category for comedy, 
Mm-hmm. Um, lead actress went to Jean Smart, the favorite for Hacks. I was happy for yeah. her. Yeah, yeah. Um, really excited. I think it been her first Emmy in like 13 or 30 years, something like that. Wow. I think since Frasier, probably. And then, of course, Jason Sudeikis won for Ted Lasso. Yeah, that was that was obvious. Yeah, that was obvious. Um, and then the competition program went to RuPaul's Drag Race again. Yeah, I, you know what? Whatever. But of those shows on there, Nailed It is the best. That show is hilarious. Yes, it is so funny, <laughs> and it's such a unique because most of these competition shows are like steeped in expertise and right, right. like pr- being a professional at your what you do. And this is like regular people Just who like, may not have the skills but enjoy baking. Exactly. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, it's it's one of the best. So hopefully she'll get it next year. She if she had won, she would have been the first black woman to win. Oh. That. And who's still watching The Amazing Race? I didn't know that was still on. I don't know. And they're coming back for a new season. Yeah. That leads us to uh sort of like a um intermission kind of sort of where we had the governor's award. Uh, presented to Debbie Allen. Yeah, I thought her speech was good. I thought the the video was good. Um, yeah, I'm not well sure. Deserved. Yeah, well deserved. Definitely well deserved. What's her connection to Michael Douglas? You got me on that. Because <laughs> I didn't know why he was up there. I was just a little. I, I had to read up on that because how was how does he fix into that? Hmm. I don't know. I completely forgot to mention, I love the opening that they did. Yeah. Um, sort of honoring Bismarcky. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. That was really good. Um, we moved to limited series uh, directing. Let's see if I can find that. Yeah, I don't understand why they put these out of order. That's so like. I, I don't get it either. So this is limited series movie director. So this is a word search. Where can I find it? Oh, okay, I found it. <laughs> oh yeah, because it went to this mother trucker, Scott Frank. Oh. For the Queen's Gambit, who got up there and thought he was somebody yeah. to stop the music twice. It's like, okay, Chief, have a seat. Like that was very unprofessional right. and awkward. Like we don't, we don't know you. Like <laughs> you don't go here. Exactly. Take your award and sit down and be grateful. Like that was just really awkward. And, and it's not like he was saying anything that important, but yeah, um, not at all. Yeah, that was weird. Um, so he won for the Queen's Gambit, and then Outstanding Writing came right after. And that went to Michaela Cole for I May Destroy yeah. You. And her speech, which was like 60 seconds. Yeah, it was real short. Was excellent. Yeah. Um, and she's the first Black woman to win that Emmy. So, yeah, she was made. 
she's she's so good at what she does and i can't every time i see her, i just think back to chewing gum the first time i watched that oh man it was hilarious hilarious like i like i just not fathom the things that they were doing on that show yeah it was so it was so out there it was oh god but funny and witty yeah yeah uh we transitioned to limited series actress and actor um <clears throat> where's the name oh so for actor who watched houston yeah i watched the first episode and it didn't it didn't hit like that you and Mc, he he's a good actor you and mcgregor but he he didn't deserve that like that was the most random win. Yeah. Well, I don't think the Hamiltons guys, they probably canceled each other out. And and the undoing shot itself in the foot because it just Hugh Grant was decent, but the show was just not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They all that hype and then it just sort of deflated. Yeah. At the end. And then Paul Bettany, they don't like genre shows. Like Yeah, that's that's very true. They they nominated him, but they weren't gonna win let anyone win. So he never had a shot. Yeah. Honestly, McGregor should have been Ethan Hawk and he should have got up there for Good Lord Berg and got that award. Yeah, that's true. And a lot of people didn't like Halston when it came out. They said it lacked just the the grit like the umph of what they thought it was going to be it wasn't it was lackluster mm. yeah it, it just that show and performance was not like a as for it to come out this year there was not much buzz around it for it to be up on this list right right um but for actress kate winslet took the award as many expected from mayor of east town yeah, definitely um, she commanded the role, and the the show had us by the chokehold this summer. So, absolutely, yeah, well deserved. That brought us to drama lead actress and actor, correct? Yes. yes. Um, for drama lead actress, we got Olivia Coleman mm -hmm. for The Crown. Um, that could have been MJ Rodriguez or could have been Journey Smollett, honestly. Yeah. The, I don't think that, look, I, Olivia Coleman is obviously talented, but like it's, I don't think they're ever going to go against her, whatever she's nominated for. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And this is like her final, her final uh, time in the show as her yeah. Queen Elizabeth is being recast because she's growing older or whatever. So I guess it was like a farewell. I don't know. And then for actor, we got uh, Josh O'Connor for The Crown mm -hmm. as well. I'm surprised they didn't give it to Emma Corrin because she was more the draw this season. Yeah. And for, I know I didn't watch Bridgerton, but I thought the what's his name, Reggie Jim Page or whatever would have won for the lead actor for a drama. Yeah. That's all they talked about. Yeah, Bridgerton was on everyone's tongue. But um, if anybody had actually watched Perry Mason, they would have known that Matthew Rice was the best 
person in that category. Correct. Because you can talk all you want about it being posted last season. It was not going to go to Billy Porter. No. It, not for this season. No, it was not a well-written season. Not at all. But MJ deserved. But Billy... Yeah, yeah. No. So, I think they really just said, oh, it's too hard. I didn't watch that. So, let's just give them what we know. All right. Let's just keep it safe. Yeah. Um, Variety Special Live and Variety Special Pre-Recorded. I had no idea they did these in the real... Yeah, Those are the two that weren't on my ballot, so yeah, same here. Um, I think Variety Special Live was. Oh, I do not remember. Oh, it was a Stephen Colbert election twenty twenty special. Oh, okay, right. I think that's his first Emmy. Oh wow, that's kind of always, hard. Yeah, he was always getting beat by I think Jay Leno. Oh well that makes sense. Or whatever. So like I I I'm not huge in to late night shows, one because I'm asleep. But uh one what I liked about Conan was like he was just silly. He was mm-hmm. just hilarious, just doing dumb stuff and that was always fun and entertaining. Yeah, the only one I really watched was David Letterman because I felt yeah he wasn't trying too hard. Right, right. And he was like funny. Like I never thought Jay Leno was funny. No. Jimmy Fallon was funny on SNL, but people watch him because of the roots. Yeah. He's, he's he does too much, man. He just he's kind of annoying. <laughs> yeah. And I don't do James Corden. So no, not at all. <laughs> A uh, variety special pre-recorded went to Hamilton. Yeah, which so, I can't believe we're still hearing about Hamilton. But. Right. Literally almost five years later. Yeah, like, please stop. <laughs> um, and again, we had another break in the ceremony with the in memoriam. Mm-hmm. Um, they had uh, Leon Bridges and John Batiste playing the river to yeah. a countless number of people that we've lost in the last year. And it's just amazing how many people have actually gone on, whether we knew them for being, you know, in front of the camera, behind the camera, just. Right. The list was enormous. And I saw tweets of people saying, look, I didn't know this person passed or when that person passed. It's like, yeah, it's it's hard to keep it, up. And, and a lot of it, car, uh, what should we call it? Um, COVID, I was like, Oh, yeah. 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 There are a few people that got caught up with COVID. Yeah. And I think the weird thing is now, before when we watched these, it was people we had no idea who they were. Right. Absolutely. Now it's like folks we grew up watching. So it just feels weird. It, it's, it's just weird. All right, and then bring us to our last three categories of the night, best comedy series, drama series, and limited series. So it wasn't a big surprise when comedy series came up that the winner was Ted Lasso. Okay. Yeah, no. 
Um, they basically pulled, other than, you know, the writing and stuff, they didn't pull an exact Shit's Creek, but. Right. And I watched the first episode, first episode, the first season of Ted Lasso, and it's not, I can see how it's winning. It's just like a, it, it's a show that came at the right moment for the world. Like mm -hmm. America, especially, is in a horrible place with COVID, the economy, everything. And this show is really kind of uplifting. It's kind of just, I don't know. You, you have to watch it to see it to make, yeah. It's, but I, I like it, but I don't think it's that great. Yeah, I think if if we were in unregular un circumstances, it would just right. be an Apple TV show. Right, exactly. Yeah. And that brought us to the best drama series, which went to Netflix's The Crown. Um, so this was Netflix's first big series award. There wasn't an HBO show to sort of kick it out the way. So um, that was a big look for the streamer. <clears throat> and finally, limited series went to Netflix again for The Queen's Gambit. Um, I guess... <laughs> Yeah, uh, that one, that's still, it was good. Don't get me wrong. I think Anya Taylor-Joy is a good actress. And she'll probably be around forever because she's only like 25. But um, it's, just, it's, the, it's the popularity. Once those things get mm -hmm. so big and they don't stop talking about them, you know they're bound to win the awards no matter how good, you know, the public really thinks they are. Yeah. Because um, I saw tweets today, like after seeing Michaela's speech and people learning that, you know, she turned down Netflix for a million dollars for the show and all this stuff. Folks were like, oh, I, I must see this now. It's like, well, where were you? Right, right. When it came out. That's what I'm saying. People don't give shows a chance. I, let this, maybe I'm jumping the gun here, but let I May Destroy You have been written by somebody white. It would have eaten that up then. Exactly. We wouldn't have had to wait it for her to get nominated for anything. It would have been a given. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's that's definitely been a commentary. Yeah. Even in comparing her trajectory with Phoebe Waller Bridges. Exactly. Yeah. Because chewing gum and fleabag are kind of similar in their premise. Chewing gum came first. Right. It came and went, and Fleabag, again, was just two seasons, and that was the one that got all the appraise, so. Right, right. Just very interesting. Um, so what are we thinking that may storm next year's Emmys? We know that a lot of temple shows are finally returning, um, as returning as soon as next month, actually. Ooh, that's a good question i think i don't watch it but i know it's nearing its end so i, I imagine they're going to throw Grey's anatomy back in there yeah because i someone's got to do something for broadcast right right and that would be the show most likely yeah 18th season most likely it's last so you know get Chandra Wilson back in there because I don't think she's won the Emmy for that show since like early on. Yeah. 
I mean, um, and if they have all these guest stars return, I could see that being pretty big for them as well. Yeah. But no, I, other than that, I don't, I don't know what could win. They don't, I mean, it used to be Modern Family just racking up. Yeah. And that's gone, so. Yeah, I don't know what the next big um, show will be. I, I mean, there's plenty of shows coming out this this fall, but for broadcasts, I mean, it's it's very slim picking. They, right, they, yeah. They have to, without, you know, going against the censors, they've got to get more creative. Yeah. Where it's not cheesy. <laughs> right. Um, I do see here like they have the Wonder Years on ABC that possibly could, given you know the nostalgia of the original, um, a black cast that that could have potential. Yeah, it could. Um, other than that, I really don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this Ordinary Joe show maybe on nbc or even oh new, yeah or even new amsterdam which i don't think they've gotten many nominations at all no but i know they've got a pretty strong base they've got people watching it that's for sure yeah it's a great show i just don't know don't think anyone's thinking of it as like a awards darling right so yeah it's yeah i don't know how they sort of come back or or even compete right uh, uh, it's it's kind of unfair it's like you know you've got the broadcast and sure they've got money but it's just like netflix has endless pockets it you put it in sports it's like it's like the lakers versus the pacers and like the summer transfer window just the pacers can't keep up they can't uh, yeah <laughs> now <clears throat> for cable and streaming they'll be fine you know oh, absolutely You've got Succession coming. Right. Uh, Insecure is coming back. Um, yeah. You've got Stranger Things that's coming next year. Um, just ginormous series. Yeah. So they'll definitely be fine. But broadcast, I'm not sure what what their strategy will be. Um, I do know Evil better be nominated next year. And I think it will be. I'm slowly catching up. So by the time we talk next week, I will probably be able to finally comment on an episode. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But yeah, I definitely want to see Evil nominated next year. Dave needs to be nominated next year. Um, Reservation Dogs deserves as well. Oh, yeah. Now, broadcasts, Young Rock definitely deserved this year. Hmm. To be nominated. I think it's a better show than Keenan. And basically he got that nomination because he's Keenan Thompson. Yeah. I watched uh, Keenan. I, I didn't watch The Young Rock, but I watched Keenan and I was I was yeah, I wasn't really impressed. Yeah, I'm like midway through it, but it just I don't know. Yeah, it's just the, not there. Yeah, the Young Rock is hilarious. It's got a great cast. A great sort of premise to tell the story. Yeah, it's really good. So I'm kind of was kind of bummed that it didn't get nominated for anything. Yeah. Um, but I did notice after yesterday's Emmys, of course, um, 
the hashtag immediately came, you know, Emmy So White, mainly because all the acting categories went to white actors. Um, That the Hollywood Critics Association posted that their award uh, ceremony, which I don't think they air or anything like that, they've split the categories up between, among uh, broadcast, cable, and streaming. So they have wider pools where more shows right. get nominated and then more people of color actually win awards. Yeah. That makes perfect yeah. sense. The Emmys know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They know who their base is. They know who's watching their shows. They know that they don't have to pander because it's not going to change. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't have the Golden Globes. This, this, uh, winter to sort of yeah award those that might have been gypped or anything like that so we'll we'll see how it happens because it's just a very different landscape and it's going to take a while for these institutions to sort of adapt right right so yeah um Hopefully next year we see, you know, more people of color, not only nominate, but also win because we barely had any Latinx representation. Asian representation was very skim. Right. Um, we we saw the cast of Reservation Dogs present. Right. Uh, which was a huge moment. Yeah. But we rarely see them nominate. So hopefully they get nominations as well as um, Rutherford Falls, which I need to actually watch on peacock yeah i've heard great things about that but it's just a a lot of the same unfortunately yeah all right is there anything you're streaming for the weekend before we get out of here um let's see sex education this the third season came out sometime this week or over the weekend and so i i need to start the first season so I think I'm going to try to get into that. Maybe knock out a couple episodes. Okay, I've heard great things. I've just never right. Same here. Watched. <laughs> right. Um, for me, quite a lot started this week. So I'm going to attempt to catch some of the broadcast shows that I'm excited for, just to sort of give them an extra boost. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Either the day of or next day, like on demand, something. Right. Um, but I'm really looking forward to um, this Star Wars Visions on Wednesday on Disney. Oh, Plus. okay. Uh, it should be great. I don't know if they're dropping all nine episodes or just a few, but that's what I'm most looking forward to this week. So, yeah. And then. I was going to watch it, but I, I didn't realize until I saw a commercial that it wasn't coming to streaming. But the eyes of Tammy Faye, that's just theaters. I thought that was streaming. Oh, I didn't know that either. Yeah, with Jessica Chastain. I was like, well, first of all, they didn't put much marking into it. So I don't know how well that's going to do. But that seems like the perfect movie for streaming. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, um, yeah her, she's great in it. Yeah, I also saw that. Um, what is it called? King Richard was sort of part of that HBO Max thing too, allegedly. Like it was oh, on that commercial. So was that coming yeah. to streaming? I don't know. I guess 
Maybe. Hmm. But that may help it because I'm not sure how many people really want to go see that story. Yeah. Yeah. It feels very sort of generic. Like we sort of know. Yeah. And like, I don't want to say a little bit too late, but it kind of is. Yeah. 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 And I know people sort of ragged on me, like, because I was like, why are we seeing this from his perspective? And folks were like, well, he he's the reason they're there. It's like, okay, but still, like, right. I'd rather see, like, his story. Right, right. His, yeah, that could be good, yeah. Because the way, like, you know, his upbringing, whatever, seemed more interesting. Right. I, I don't know. We'll have to see. I did hear that Will does a great job, and so does... Tonight, Sydney. So, okay, we'll see. I doubt I see it in theaters, but no, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we th- thank you for listening to it's a stream of life podcast with Brandon and Lauren. If you want to hear, go ahead and subscribe, share, and review on your platform of choice. And if you want to hear more, follow us on social at AS Life Podcast and visit our website, streamoflife.wordpress.com. Next week, we'll be coming with Double Dose of LT and Future Presentation as we recap. A lot. Yes, basically a lot. Just stay tuned. Right. Until next time, keep streaming. Peace. Thank you for listening to another edition of It's a Streamable Life. If you like what you hear, rate, review, subscribe, and share our podcast on Apple Podcasts and all other major platforms. And for more content, follow us on our socials at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr at AS Life Podcast.